Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Donovan driving to the rack, scoop and a score. 20 for Donovan. Coffee driving with the left hand, tries to bounce it through traffic off Gobert's leg, picked up by Clarkson. Given to Oney. In the open floor, he gets it ripped away by Jackson, who saves it right back to Oney. Hands to Clarkson. Clip shot, no good. Loose ball rebound. Rudy has it. Knocked out of his hands. Rudy recovers. Bullets it up top to Ingles. Head fakes a drive to Patterson. He flops, no whistle. Ingles retreats out. Fires the three. Got it! Ten-point lead by the Jazz. Dubok turning, driving, spiked by Gobert. Absolutely eviscerated. Here comes Donovan on the push, crossing over, driving hard to the lane, hands to Rudy, hide the women and children. He's coming high and hard with a right hand. Hammer. 20 for Rudy. Williams snakes around. He's got Rudy on him on the outside. Once a night, they try it. Pull up jumper. Rudy blocks it. It never works. All right, there you go. The Jazz win last night over the Clippers. Gordon, they've won 20 of 21. They beat them 114 to 96. Uh, they were led by, let's see, Donovan ended up with 24. Uh, Rudy with 23 and 20, the fourth time in his career. He's gone for 20 and 20. And by the way, Gordon, they've won all four of those games. But uh, what's your thought uh, thoughts after watching uh, the Jazz keep the streak alive? Impressed with the way the Jazz came on strong at the uh, at the turn of the quarters in the second half. That was impressive to me. And look, we we called this, didn't we? Say before yesterday during the show that this was going to be a semi ugly game that the Jazz were going to have to gut out. Uh, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. Think that's what. I, I I think anytime uh, the winning team shoots uh, less than forty four or forty three percent, you you can consider it somewhat ugly. But um, I, I was impressed with the Jazz with the way they gathered themselves and took care of their business. They out rebounded the Clippers. They uh, absorbed the physicality. Now this is a version of the Clippers that's a little different than the one you're going to get in the playoffs. But still, uh, don't want to. Don't want to put a little asterisk by every Jazz win when they've won this many. So, anyway, what do you think? Well, I certainly think no asterisk is. Uh, did I say that right? Did asterisk. Isk. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, is is required uh, because the Jazz won by eighteen points. <laughs> Again, and we can talk about how ugly or pretty it was, but at the end of the day. They won by 18 points. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of, um, of important things to take from this game as, as we seem to learn more about this team. But listen, the Clippers came out with a really good defensive game plan, uh-huh. and they may have been missing their stars, but there's a lot of scrappy dudes, scrappy try-hard dudes on that Clippers team, and Patrick Beverly, obviously, first amongst them. So, you know, the Clippers weren't going to lay down. They had come in just winning three games in a row without their two top guys, and so it wasn't ever going to be the easiest game in the world. But the Clippers decided to hug the Jazz shooters yes. and and play, make the Jazz play a two-man game in the middle of the floor. It's the, it's the most effective way to play defense against the Jazz. It really is. But what it means is, Gordon, that Rudy gets to feast. <laughs> and he didn't in the first half because we kind of saw... I don't know. Rudy sometimes struggles when there's a a, a man b- between he and the basket. We've talked about yeah. it a lot. In the second half, Rudy really did something that I've been waiting for him to do for a long time. 
because we've talked about, you know, Rudy needs to do something when he's not just taking alley-oops and dunks it. He needs to figure something out. And he's added the pass, right, which I think is great, the, the, the eyes-up pass. But what he did last night, Gordon, is figure out that he is 7-1 and really a, a stout guy. I know he's got the high hips, but, man, I mean, he's, he's in shape. And he can dunk on fools. <laughs> and, I, you know, we, we talk about whether Shaq was good at basketball or not. I don't think he had a lot of basketball skill. But you know what Shaq was really good at? Running over the guy in front of him and dunking in his face. And so like when that? He, yeah. So I was thinking last night when I saw Rudy make these aggressive moves and dunk it, I'm thinking, yeah. like that? Like that? Like that? Run like over that? him like that. Run over him like that and just dunk right in his face. And he was doing it to Zubats, and he was doing it uh, to Abaka, you know, guys that, that, that are big, tough dudes. And and it, it, I thought it was, uh, Rudy was just amazing in the second half on both sides well, of the there's basketball. One more, yes. there's one more gone yes. but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet Daisy, our sweet Lucy. Sweet uh, Zubat. At the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? And even, <laughs> nice even, work, even when Rudy went with the layup, uh, he, he got absolutely clocked across the face. And still finished. And I think, you know, if Rudy, you know, got that that boost of energy and toughness and meanness to just go out there and try and dunk right, you know, get that ball and dunk it right in their face. And you know what? Maybe you get an offensive foul. Maybe you miss the dunk. But they're going to blow the whistle. I mean, you're going to get a zillion and ones if he just run over that guy in front of you and dunk right in his face. And then you're going to have an and one anyway. Some of the right. time, and uh, right. seven of eight from the line last night. Rudy, so. Rudy was the best player in that game. And for people out there that are saying the Jazz didn't play well, yes, they did. The Jazz played really well, particularly well, that's not in the what second I said. half. No, that's no, not I'm not, I I, I'm not saying to you. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I've I've seen other people online and uh, that sort of thing say they, they well they didn't play their best. They played great. They played. There's there's more ways to to play well than just the three point barrage we've seen so often, which is really cool. But they played really well in a different way last night, and and Rudy was the best player on the floor. I can't make any argument against anything you just said, Jake. It was, you know, somewhere. How about a shout out for Alex Jensen? Dude, you know, I know, I know, Rudy has put in uh, put in a lot of work, but he's been coached up well. He has, and and I think Alex should be in consideration for some head coaching jobs as a result. He has been already, hasn't landed it yet, but yeah, what he's done with Rudy, I mean, that's leading his resume. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I know that Quinn trusts Alex and uh, Quinn's nobody's fool. He trusts people who are smart and uh, Alex is super capable dude. So anyway, yeah, Rudy Gobert last night. Uh, and this is, so is this what the Jazz are going to face moving forward? It makes me wonder about teams that are capable of crowding their shooters. And then uh, who, who's got, who's got a big man that can uh, deal with Rudy if it comes to that. So I think Rudy is always going to struggle with the, the really heavy players. You know, the Steven Adams is of the world. Joel Embiid, uh, you know, is is absolutely giant. You know, those really big dudes, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But last night was an excellent example. Rudy can do that to Zubats. And I like Zubats, by the way. He's a he's a nice piece for them. He's going to make them better in the playoffs. But he can do that to Ibaka. Even Patterson's got a little heft to him. What do you, what do you make of him against Mark Gasol? Oh, I think, well, 
Gasol's kind of at the. They've had one, games where Rudy's got him, and then games where Mark's got. Him. I know, but here's the thing with Gasol: he's entered the uh, the oak tree phase of his career. <laughs> the ribbon <laughs> from an acorn. From the just the he he's. You know, once those roots are planted, it's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you know. were going ribbon around the no, old oak tree. Okay. No, like, like, um, you well, know, maybe it brings around the trunk. Think of, think of the Ents in Lord of the Rings. Okay. That's, you know, it's just it gets a little more difficult to get all of that. You mean like tree beard. Yeah, he's got a little tree beard going. You know, it's interesting that you bring Marcus Soul's name up because when you were talking about Zubat, I, I think those two look a little bit alike. Like, like physically, in the face. Oh, uh, I'll leave. No, I'll, no, I'll maybe, leave that to your judgment. I have maybe, not. Maybe uh, I have not studied uh, Zubots' version. face uh, yeah, all that often. <sighs> all right. You don't think Zubots is Pal Gasol, do you? I know. Just asking. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. That was, no. That was so hilariously random. Well, no, I, this so, is from the guy who so thinks weird. I look like Darren Williams. Yeah, it's true. Well, you do a little bit. No, nope. but uh, Zubots. You know, as I was watching last night, I thought he he's, he reminds me of somebody. Is it is it Marcus Sol? I'm not. I'm not a, a younger version. And then and then you just brought up Marcus Sol's name right after talking about Zubots, and I thought, wow, what a coincidence! <laughs> I just like how you you built that up. Like speaking of Marcus Sol, let me tell you something <laughs> no, I had about the Marcus last Sol. Night. He I just, had the thought last night. He looks the game. just like Zubats. No, I didn't say just like. Just similar. He makes a hell of a gumbo. <laughs> it was that random. Uh, anywho, <laughs> I think it's important for Rudy to be aggressive. And I thought that was his most aggressive game of the year. Uh, offensively, you know, Gordon, he catches the ball so deep in the paint so many times. I mean,. It's next to impossible to draw an offensive foul on that. And as opposed to fooling around with the Euro step and the finger roll and all this stuff that is just not effective for a man his size who just should be dunking the basketball. Like that? Yeah. Run over him like like that. that. Like you should never, going back to last year, you should never let a team get away with covering Rudy Gobert with P.J. Tucker. I mean, that should be a 40-point night for Rudy. He should be dunking on every single possession. And the fact that a team was actually allowed to get away with that is is madness. This is why it's important for Rudy to be effective from the free throw line because he's it, it, when these situations happen, uh, I think if he is dominating, he's going to get fouled and he's going to have to make his shots from there. He's 7 of 8. He's like 60. He's up to 60%. He's fine. Well, he, he was last night. But he has struggled in that regard earlier. Let's see what is. Yeah, he's had a, a regression at the line this year. He's up to fifty-eight percent, though. As bad as he started, I mean, he's making yeah, but it. Two a... seasons ago, he was in the seventies. Right, right. He'll get there. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Rudy's free throws. <laughs> All right, you say so. Yeah. He's, okay, I'm going to go back through his game log now, Gordon. The challenge is is met. A man's okay. allowed to to shoot his way out of a slump, you know. He was seven for eight last night. Why are we talking about his free throws? It was funny last night when he said, well, I could have made one more free throw. That was hilarious. <laughs> I agree. That was funny. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody you, has the perfect that, game. I could have made one more free throw. Well, that tells <laughs> you that he, he's at least thinking about it. You know he's working on that part of his game. Well, he, he has been since he got in the league. Yeah, I know. But especially lately because he knows what's coming. He knows uh, if he doesn't make those on a regular basis, he's going to get fouled a lot.
And he, he should get fouled anyway for all the reasons you already articulated. So I've gone back through Rudy's game logs real quick here, uh, talking about his free throws. And actually another number, uh, well, another topic coming out as free throws has, has popped up in my mind. But uh, just to give you an idea of how well Rudy's shooting from the free throw line as of late. Let's go to his game against Indiana where he struggled. Okay, he was 2 of 9 against Indiana. Here are the numbers, what he's done since. You ready? Yep. Two for three against Boston. Nine of 13 against Milwaukee. Five, uh, four of five against Miami. Five of eight against Philly. Seven of eight against the Clippers. Sounds like the hard work is paying off. Before the Indiana game, he was four for five against Charlotte. One for two against Atlanta. Five for six against Detroit. Uh, dipped a little bit against Denver. Four for eight. But before that against Dallas, seven of eight. 7 of 11, the game against Dallas before, 2 for 2 against the Knicks, and 3 for 4 against Golden State. What's his overall average again? 58%. See, that needs to be up closer to 70. Well, he's the, the closest he's ever come to 70 is 68%, and that was two years ago. Last year he shot 63%. I'm just telling you, teams are going to figure out that they can't let those Jazz shooters loose. And uh, that's going to leave Rudy with opportunity. And uh, if somebody is uh, overmatched or cannot handle that, they're going to foul. Right. And I'm just telling you, I'm not really worried about Rudy's free throws. But what did what did stand out to me here, though, Gordon, is Rudy really should. And this goes into what we were talking about with he needs to play with a bunch of force. Rudy should never have a two free throw night. That's crazy. Rudy yeah. didn't take a single free throw against uh, the Pelicans. Uh, on uh, January 21st. Like, Rudy shouldn't have a zero free throw game. I mean, he how many free throws a night? If if Rudy was really taking it to the rim, right, and and doing what we're talking about, playing with force and, and dunking on guys, how many times should – Rudy should be going to the rim, what, seven, eight times a game? Or the, not the rim, excuse me, the, the line. Seven, eight how times ma- a how game? Many, how many points should he have against the Pels at night? Let's see here. Um – course i don't know what uh let's see oh there it is he had 12 okay yeah i would expect him to go to the line yep when when he uh when he's scoring in double figures he should be having a lot of trips because what, what happens when players generally can't cannot stop somebody in the nba they foul that's what they do and so rudy should be getting fouled i think so too he's just, well at very least just not have those nights where you're only shooting two and yeah, here's the other thing: is whatever you do, whatever you do, don't avoid contact. Yes, I agree uh, with that. 100. I know he, I, I know he doesn't want to get hurt, and he's so valuable to the Jazz. You don't want him to absolutely take a beating night after night, but uh, you got to utilize what you got. And I, teams that let those Jazz shooters run free are going to lose. They're going to lose, so they really don't have much of a choice but to create some space in the paint for someone like Rudy. And Rudy has to go win those games. And, you know, bringing this full circle, Gordon, that's what he did last night. That's why I got – or uh, I was a little bent out of shape with people who say the Jazz didn't play well last night. But when they see Bogdanovich going 2 of 10 from the floor and and the efficiency, the shooting efficiency drop like that, that's what they're talking about, Jake. You know that. Right, but there's so many other ways to win basketball games, and that's what's so impressive about this Jazz team is they're just not – you can't pigeonhole them into – 
a defensive team or a shooting team or or these things. Oh, if you take away Bogdanovich, they're tostada. I mean, that's not that's not the way that this team plays. And if you pick you like I was trying to get out yesterday, like with Leach's offense, Mike Leach's offense, every play they run is based on what the defense chooses to do. And the Jazz can come into any game plan, and it may take them a quarter or two to get adjusted, Gordon. But if you play one way, they're going to beat you the other way. And if you hug the shooters and you say, we're not going to let Bogdanovich beat us, well, Rudy's going to feast, and you're still going to lose. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, If I were the Jazz, I'd be trying to find ways to, well, obviously they would, try to abide that sort of thing, that kind of strategy. Because there's going to be nights when that, and if the Clippers had had Kawhi and Paul George, uh, I'm not sure that their offense would have suffered quite the way it did last night. Maybe, but the Jazz still won by 18. Yeah, that's a strong argument. I, I understand it. I understand. So I guess the question then comes down to, would the Clippers' efficiency have risen to the point where they would have made up that 18-point margin. There's no way to know that. But what did the Clippers shoot last night? They shot like 40, what, 40, low 40s, right? 44. So, yeah. So not you bad. Expect, uh, that's not, that's, uh, I don't think that's, I think most teams would want to bring it up a little bit from there. It's not bad. It's better than the Jazz shot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that's the important true. part is the Jazz still got their attempts up. They still had 43s attempted. Which is which is a big deal because you have to keep them trying to play Rudy honest. So as long as you keep shooting those threes, then they have to keep hugging the shooters. So it's it's I, I love it because it's way more nuanced than just well the threes were going that night, Bob. Right. right. Uh, you know they have other ways that they can go out and attack teams, and it, it's it's live and learn from Quinn Snyder. At least I from my observation because. Hey, you lost a couple playoff series to the Rockets because you couldn't handle what they were doing defensively. Yeah, you got to have the two in the fro, the frick in the frack. Yeah, so you you build you build a team around being able to to take whatever the other team's throwing at you. I I love it. I think it's great. Okay, so I have a really weird observation. So don't judge me on it. Okay. Is is this weirder than than Zubats looks like Marcus? No, yeah, I don't. Paul, I don't know. I'll let leave that up to you to okay. decide. All right. But as I was watching that game last night, I don't know if it was the camera angle or what, the lighting or what, but the three-point shot looked farther than it usually does. And I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying that's the way it looked. Am I the only one that felt that way? I, I, I hate to edify this comment, but I noticed that myself, Gordon, and I think it's because the three-point line is so much thinner on that court that they used last night than the typical line. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it I, was like pencil thin, and usually it's a, an inch and a half to three inches uh, thick. Yeah, and I got to be honest, just, I, I didn't notice. You didn't know, every time I saw a jazz player go up for a three, I thought to myself, wow, that's a long, long shot. And when you typically watch them, it doesn't. It looks yeah, it's long, but not that long. It looked like they were having to chuck it in from, from forever. It's... I, if anybody else knows that Austin, I, I'm glad that you you picked up on that too because I just thought I knew it wasn't true, but that's the way it felt. That's the way it looked, and it wasn't because the Jazz missed some shots. It was, I don't know. It was strange. You know who we should ask this is uh, Gordy Chiesa next Monday. 
He loves the question about the distance of the three points. He does love that. Have well, you? We well, know we know that it's identical, but it just looked like wow. How do they make any of them? There was a, a viral video floating around uh, a few weeks ago where the camera was was moving back down the basketball floor at the same speed as the uh, moving banner on the scorer's table. You know what I'm talking about, Gordo? Uh And if uh you watch it, it looks like the player is just, like, scooting along the ground. The guy that's waiting to check in. The the guy waiting to check in, yeah, who's sitting by the scorer's table. It looks like he's just, like— On a moving sidewalk. Yeah, on a moving sidewalk. It looks like a Jamiroquai (laughs) uh, music video. It's kind of freaky, that video, because your mind's like, that's not right. So it wouldn't surprise me if it were some sort of, like, mind uh, or trick, the camera angle with the thickness of the three-point line or something like that playing on your— I, I, I thought it was the angle of the camera or something because it just it looked like forever. And have you ever covered a game when you've seen when they've had that camera run up and down the court? It is a weird feeling. They do that in the NCAA tournament. I've seen it and just this thing down the court, back and forth. Weird. Hey, look at what PK is just tweeting out here. Uh, apparently, Brian Thompson is committed to the. Arizona State Sun Devils. Oh. Yeah, I saw that from uh, Devil's Digest earlier in the show, and we know what uh, Herm they, Edwards yeah, thinks Yeah, what Edwards thinks of that Devils. particular organization. We should play that. We should play that. Drop too. of the day, maybe. Yeah. Like, I'm, so, what does he so, say? He says, uh, I'm on the other team or something I'm like a Christian that. now. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so do you think that was because he liked the coaching better down there, he liked the opportunity better, or he likes uh, the sunshine better? Or Kinahan got in his ear. <laughs> is PK doing recruiting for the Devils? No, he he probably got the recruiting pitch that Arizona State should be selling to everybody, and that's you can it's it's like a Girls Gone Wild video down here. Get to, <laughs> come down here and live your best life, man. Let's do this. Wine, women, and song. Arizona State on three. Well, it, well, it's a nice uh, it's a nice place down there uh, for those who've been able to visit. You claiming I mean, Phoenix I did, now? I didn't I did, I did mean that to sound as chesterish as it did. What, what, <laughs> wrong persona wrong, there. Wrong, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I ruined it. It's fine. Anywho, Brian Thompson going to Arizona State. All right, we'll have more coming up My next. My bad. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>